What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Alyssa Hambrecht, who is the COO of Fume. Fume is a vertically integrated cannabis farm in Lake County, California, nestled in the side of the mountains where the plants are grown by a master cannabis cultivator with three decades of experience. The land has active hot springs on site that we're all jealous. You all get to soak in after a long day on the farm. That sounds really beautiful. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's get started by learning more about you and your background and what kind of things you might have done before getting involved in the cannabis movement and industry. Absolutely. Uh, I am a self-professed serial startup kind of gal. My very first startup was a Mexican restaurant in Barcelona, Spain. I'm going to date myself here. It opened in 1994. And I never turned back to a quote unquote typical job where you punch the time clock and you rise up into management. Uh, I got the startup bug and my secret strength is really making companies at the veriest, very earliest stage, um, being that one person that wears all the hats, um, helps with the fundraising, early stage business operations, and then hiring and doling out the hats to other people as you build the team. Uh, I really spent a lot of time focusing on work culture in these early stage startups. Uh, In addition to the restaurant industry where I started, I've had tours of duty, if you will, in the wine industry, as well as in marketing and uh, media and event production. Um, All of those various startups and companies that I've helped get off the ground have led me to cannabis and and give me a great experience. Um, Obviously in wine, it's another heavily regulated industry. So those uh, lots that you deal with in the wine industry parlay nicely. Um, And here in California, uh, before Prop 64 passed, uh, when we saw that governor, then governor Jerry Brown appointed Lori Ajax, we all knew cannabis regulations would go similarly in the way 
wine and spirits regulations because Lori Ajax was the former head of the ABC here in California. Uh, in, in the restaurant business and also in event production, customer service, um, really attention to detail and operations, very important in the cannabis space. Um, and really from the wine industry, I think the biggest takeaway and where me and my partners, uh, who we all formed Fume uh, in 2016, as we saw legalization taking hold, uh, we really believe that brands matter. And so the tip of our spear at Fume, our mission and our goals are all about creating a world-class portfolio of cannabis brands, products, and experiences. We've launched one of three brands, Lake Grade, which I can tell you about in more detail if you're curious. Uh, we're also about to launch our um, namesake brand, Fume, which will be luxury cannabis from the Napa Valley. And uh, Symphony will be a brand that we will launch in 2021. Great. Wow. Thanks. Appreciate you telling me about that background, especially with the wine and event and restaurants and everything. And, and it, it, it goes to say to be in the cannabis industry, one has to be comfortable wearing a lot of hats. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the Jack or Jill of all trades phrase, but uh, there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. Uh, so you, you mentioned you and your partners heard Lori Ajax was spearheading cannabis in California over there. Uh, was that the reason or did you have a relationship with the plan or what made you shift this direction into the cannabis industry and movement from some more traditional industries like restaurants and things like that? Absolutely. Uh, I do have a relationship with the plant that goes back to my college days. <laughs> uh, went to UC Berkeley, go bears. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have always kept my eye on the legalization movement and it's fits and starts, if you will. Um, I really believe when you put your innovation and startup hat on what excites me the most about the plant is the enormous blue sky that we have and the opportunity as a legal industry um, because the, the research and development dollars are flowing in, uh, the commercialization that is on the horizon is coming in. I, I strongly believe that the, the product or the form factor uh, that is really going to blast it open for mainstream consumers globally has yet to be invented. Um, I think especially there's a lot of blue sky in, in the edibles category um, where to date, if you read the ingredients in your average commercial edib edibles project, not a lot of it is real food or anything that you would consider as medicine. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time thinking about the farm to table movement and how that may apply to uh, edibles um, products that we're going to design under the Fume brand. Uh, so yes, I, I think that all of the experience that I had as a restaurateur, as a recovered vintner, um, <laughs> and, and as as we see, um, you know, the, the opportunity, the enormous opportunity for new products, um, my, my historic relationship with the plant and all of the professional experience I've had really comes together. That's beautiful. So just kind of everything came together, the skills, the experience, and being able to combine them all. Like for me, project management, media, activism, being able to do everything at this in the same position is so exciting. So it sounds like you are in a similar 
role there. Uh, I heard you say recovered vintner. <laughs> uh, is it kind of a tough industry to be in the wine industry? Oof, it is so tough. And um, I think the toughest thing about it, and this is in California where, um, thanks to Lori Ajax again and her leadership, they got it right. They really, in the process of building the language um, and the impl implementation of Prop 64, um, this whole question of tied house versus vertical integration um, was loud and clear. All of the sessions that public could attend to Lori Ajax and team, uh, time and time it came up and they got it right. The wine industry has tied house regulations, which means you cannot have a license for the various parts of the supply chain. If you're a producer, a vintner, you can sell direct to consumer in your tasting room. It wasn't until the Graham Holmes Act in 2006 that we were allowed to ship a DTC direct to consumer and avoid the three-tier distribution. The distributors at the other part of the supply chain couldn't be producers. So you were beholden um, to sell your wine in all 50 states. It's on par with selling your product into 50 different countries. And it's complicated and expensive. And in the end, the distributors win um, and really have this, this power grab. And, and um, you know, you have small brands that if they do a great DTC business, they're viable. But at the very big brands, you're beholden to all these other distributor partners who take a huge chunk of the margin for really a truck transport. Um, so gotcha. happily in California, I think by and large across the states, one by one, as we see cannabis regulations coming um, they have allowed for vertical integration. So at Fume, we are a vertically integrated company. We have licenses for cultivation. Uh, currently, we 100% we cultivate outdoors uh, in beautiful our beautiful ranch in Lake County. We, we grow trees. They're 12 feet tall. Uh, we also have a type 11 wholesale distribution license, which allows us to self-distribute. Uh, and we also manufacture, produce our brands uh, currently, the Lake Grade brand has three SKUs of eights, hybrid sativa and indica, that feature, yes, our cannabis grown in Lake County. Uh, we also have three SKUs of pre-rolls, same packaging, color, just a different form factor. Uh, and we sell those statewide in, in California. Uh, you can buy them on ease.com. So that vertical integration really allows a company to be scrappy and be quick and not be beholden to other people in the supply chain. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for breaking that down. I know we're going to get more into this in the next segment after our commercial break. Um, so before we do break, we have about a minute. Uh, what's going on with Fume this year? Anything exciting you'd like to share for your 2020 company plans? Uh, yes, we always um, have lots moving and shaking. That is <laughs> one thing for sure. When you're working in the cannabis industry, Bethany, I'm sure you'll agree. Oh, yeah. Um, it is managing a startup in a startup industry. Now, I don't mean the plant because obviously the, the legacy market is no startup. It's been around for hundreds of years. Um, but the landscape of the regulated legal market is absolutely um, a startup. So there's that dimension, startup company in the startup industry. Uh, we are really looking forward to launching the Fume brand. As I mentioned earlier, this is best luxury level, um, small batch handcrafted cannabis products. We're really excited about that. And we are leaning into rolling out and getting more distribution in our Lake Grade products along with the Fume launch 
into um, other retail channels. As I mentioned, uh, we are one of the products featured on ease.com, the largest legal retail channel in the world. And uh, we will start to expand our reach as we launch new products this year. So exciting. Thanks so much for sharing the news. Okay, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll be back to chat more with Alyssa from Fume. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com, Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been learning about the company Fume, based in Lake County, California, with the COO here on the show, Alyssa Hambrecht. So as we were discussing before, you were previously in the wine industry, a recovering vintner, you said. Um, A lot of folks say there are a lot of parallels to the cannabis industry. So especially with you being located in the beautiful Napa Valley area, very much known for great wine, what what other wisdom might you be bringing from the wine industry that can be applied to the cannabis industry as well as any similarities between those industries? Yes, uh, certainly as I as I mentioned earlier, 
the fact that the wine industry is heavily regulated and not dissimilar to how we are regulated in the cannabis industry, there are a lot of parallels. It's, it's very helpful as you're starting a new company to have had the experience in wine where you know where the landmine is. Um, you understand what you need to uh, do before it comes back and, and bites you. Um, that's really, really helpful because you know getting these licenses is no easy lift. And then maintaining those licenses and operating in a compliant manner is, is very important. And so I feel that uh, my partner, Eric Stolar and I, we are both bird vintners. Uh, he also has a, a deep um, tenure in, in politics. He's currently California's head of fish and wildlife. Uh, very helpful state appointed position. Um, you know, just the access and the know-how and the political network comes in very handy as we navigate these waters. For sure. But I think the most important experience from the wine industry, and this is really where my partners, Eric, Jake Cloberdance, and I came together uh, when we built Fume, um, is that we really all agreed that brands matter. And we had a healthy, um, but happy, playful joke back and forth because I am the recovered vintner from Sonoma County, and Eric uh, is the recovered vintner from Napa. Um, Jake Cloberdance is actually a current vintner, and so he is just arm's length. Um, you know, one of our uh, founding fathers uh, has a great knack for products, brand creation, and branding. Um, Eric and Jake are always joking with me that my Cabernet against their Cabernet might be as good in a blind tasting, but they're going to get 60 to 100% more top line revenue from their wine. And that is because it carries the Napa indicator. Um, mm. It's just a pure economic fact. It's math. Napa wines fetch more in the marketplace than Sonoma wines, even though I have a family property in Sonoma County and I'm a big fan of Sonoma County. I'm a Zinfandel lover. Uh, so we definitely set our sights on Napa cannabis and, and made a very uh, intentional plan to plant the flag. Napa, as a county, unfortunately, is one of the 75% uh, local destinations in the state of California where they have a complete ban on commercial cannabis. There are no licenses being issued uh, with one small door opening in Napa Valley that we're taking advantage of. We have started, therefore, in Napa at the grassroots level. The very first thing we did um, in 2016 when we formed our company was uh, help to start the Napa Valley Cannabis Alliance. Happily, we are now just members. The board president is Stephanie Honig, uh, big wine names. We have Mondavis on the board. Uh, and we, we will get there. There will be, I strongly believe, a vibrant and additive cannabis business in the Napa Valley. Because mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, Napa is a destination for tourists who enjoy the good life, who really want inebriation vacation. Uh, there's a reason <laughs> why there are bachelor parties and bachelorette parties up and down the valley before COVID, obviously. Uh, they come yeah. and they want that experience. Um, it is highbrow. And we absolutely believe that the same exact experience of a tasting room, but for cannabis, will be a very um, enjoyable five-star experience and a great on-ramp for new or returning customers who really want to learn about the different products and the array of different experiences that you can have um, much more 
uh, in depth and dimensional, multidimensional than wine. Um, cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a, a sleepy time experience or a get up and go dancing or clean your house experience. And the, the difference is really night and day. So enjoying right. that sensory evaluation, which is what you do in a tasting room, but with plants, seeing the, the different um, examples of a, a sativa dominant plant versus an indica plant and understanding um, the origins, that's all really fun content that I think is going to come and be very much alive and well. Canna tourism is a huge opportunity for everyone in our industry. Oh yeah. I look forward to having one of those experiences in the future for sure. Um, So wine is pretty easy for most people to wrap their heads around. Um, And cannabis is popular and quote unquote sells itself. Um, It's still not exactly mainstream like you're envisioning though. We are seeing more of the, you know, cannabis soccer moms um, and uh, the elderly embracing cannabis products because gummies and candies and tinctures have made that more accessible for them. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more here about your thoughts around mainstreaming cannabis products in the future. Absolutely. As I said, um, I really believe, and this is part of my excitement as an innovator and an entrepreneur Uh, I do not believe that the product, the form factor, the brand uh, that is going to deliver cannabis and make it super accessible and popular with mainstream uh, consumers around the world has been invented yet. Um, So it's it's really exciting. and, And I love working with people in the industry because by and large, I think everybody gets it. There's a lot of blue sky. It's not a zero sum game. There's not going to be one winner. Uh, And so there's by and large, our industry has a lot of people running at this that are collaborative and excited to share and uh, really build the great products and, and um, experiences that consumers are going to demand. Um, I, I really think that it comes down to a, a way that we can market consistent experiences, or as a scientist would say, consistent efficacy. Um what is hard for consumers, and I think one of the holdbacks that we experience is that there's a very real downside to either overconsumption or just not understanding, um, you know, uh, what you're consuming vis-a-vis how you want to experience it. Because let's face it, if you uh, consume heavy couch lock indica, but your intention was to go out dancing, and instead you're, you know, in deep to a bag of ruffles and and uh, pints of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> not what we wanted to have happen, right? <laughs> and so we, as an industry, need to really unpack that in a fun way. Yeah. Not, not. It shouldn't be boring or overly complicated or overly scientific. That's the retail experience and opportunity that we all have to provide um, warm and enjoyable experiences where you can learn, and it's you know not overwhelming or scary. Totally. I mean, the science behind cannabis over the years has been really great to us as we continue to unravel the facts about cannabinoids and terpenes and how they impact us. And I really like to envision a world where we can reverse engineer exactly what we want. Like I want to relax, but I don't want to fall asleep. I want anti-inflammatory properties and I don't want the munchies. So one day I will get exactly that, I think. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned the soccer mom 
uh, you know, I think it's, it's, I think the soccer mom, if you think about it, um, she, or he, if it's a soccer dad, um, they, they want them to take the edge off, you know, yep. they're dealing with a bunch of screaming kids. Oh yeah. They definitely need to keep their wits about them. They need mm-hmm. to be able to drive that minivan and, you know, everybody's good. Um, they really don't want the munchies. I don't nope. know soccer moms that are really psyched with the munchies and that downstream effect that <laughs> I know that, you know, we are starting to put our finger on the, um, the, the combination, the entourage effect, the cannabinoid and the terpene combination that mm-hmm. will consistently deliver appetite suppression. Um, the diet drug industry is big for a reason. Everybody's trying to lose weight. So you get very quickly into what is a inebriation enjoyment product into something that is much more pharmaceutical. And mm-hmm. that's the opportunity is, is both bridging that gap, but also having the, the products and the tenacity to have that consistent efficacy in the science world so that you can also, if you want to market your product as a pharmaceutical diet suppressant, um, you'll be able to do that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that science breakthrough here for us. And, and we're getting really close. We really are. Um, at least at this point, I, I know enough ab- about cannabinoids and terpenes that I can usually find something I like on the shelf that will, that will do the job. But man, we're, we're going to get there one day where it's going to be perfect. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, okay, let's take our last commercial break. And then we'll be right back to wrap up our chat with Alyssa from Fume. Stay tuned. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Infused. 
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, chatting with Alyssa from Fume, based in Lake County, California, talking about similarities between the wine industry and the cannabis industry and the differences and more. Um, so as, as we're wrapping up our conversation these last few minutes, as a woman in leadership in the cannabis industry, you've got some great perspective uh, to bring about how to run a business and company culture that you even mentioned toward the beginning of the show. Uh, what, what advice might you share for other business owners? What would you advise? Well, I definitely um, want to ring the bell and make the case for gender parity. Uh, I have an interesting little story that I'll, I'll share with you, Bethany. Um, just by having a, a transparent objective across all of our different companies and the general managers who are typically the hiring managers for their teams, having the goal of gender parity in the parts of the supply chain where there are ample female candidates does the, the trick. Uh, I started a second delivery depot. Uh, we were bursting at the seams and covering a very large territory. And so we opened a second delivery depot um, so that we could service part of our territory uh, with shorter drive times. Um, and as a blank slate and as our second operation, um, it's always um, great to be able to fine tune the launching and opening of a business after having just opened a successful one. And this time I made it very clear, we want to have gender parity, equal number of men and women in all the positions um, and happily at a delivery depot, you, your entry level job is driver and there are absolutely equal numbers of men and women applying for that job. So mm -hmm. it, it was very, we set the goal and we hit it. We also promote from within. And so now at the man, shift manager and inventory manager level, we have more women on the team than men, just they were the most capable and then the ones that were promoted um, ahead of some of their male counterpoints in this in this um, particular moment. So there are times when you walk into that depot and it's an entire female crew. We've, we've you know, just by having the goal at the entry level be gender parity, it's amazing the ripple effects. In cultivation, it's much harder. There are many fewer women that are uh, raising their hands and on the farm and managing in cultivation. Um, it's sad for me because when I started attending industry events, it really felt like gender parity, certainly much more so than the wine industry, was how it kind of felt. And that's because the legacy farmers, a lot of times were family organizations and the men and women had equal seats at the table or divided and conquered and did different things for their, their new business. Um, I had to hire a, uh, a new ranch manager and the first round of applications, I, I reviewed about 30 resumes, only one woman. Hmm. Um, what I would really like to say to other leaders in the industry is that we have to do everything we can to work together and solve the pipeline problem, making sure that women have the on-roads and the training um, at every part of our supply chain in this industry. Um, and then really, again, the gender parity story is, just by making it a goal, it's actually a pretty simple thing to achieve. 
The power of intention is absolutely a thing. So good job, ladies. Glad, happy to hear that. Um, sounds like we need to bring more women into the farm though as well and have them feel more comfortable in those roles. Um, so uh, as we're wrapping up the show here, I, I definitely want to point out that we have a lot of great resources on NCIA's website, thecannabisindustry.org. Uh, we have been holding webinars uh, since during the time of coronavirus, many of our networking events and conferences have been postponed. Uh, I absolutely want to point out uh, that we have other ways for you to get involved and stay engaged with NCIA. We have webinars being conducted every week, sometimes more than one, two or three sometimes. In addition to these podcast episodes, you can always tune into on anywhere you listen to podcasts, pretty much Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher. Uh, additionally, there's some great resources that NCIA members are contributing in the form of educational blog posts. Uh, so great advice, tips and tricks for regular business operations, as well as advice for things very specifically related to COVID-19 that the cannabis industry is dealing with. Uh, so definitely go to thecannabisindustry.org and check out everything going on on our website and register. If you're an NCIA member, we do have a special perk for you. The Fireside Chat webinars are exclusive for NCIA members. It's an opportunity for you to hear directly from our government relations team about what's going on with federal cannabis policy, along with some guests like some of our favorites in Congress, like Congressman Earl Blumenauer from Oregon or Lou Correa from California as well. So definitely check out thecannabisindustry.org for a plethora, that means a lot, of information. Alyssa, as we're wrapping up the show here, we've just got another minute. Where can people find out more about Fume? Our current brand that is in market, once again, is called Lake Grade, and lakegrade.com is where you can see beautiful pictures of our ranch, as well as seeing all of the uh, Lake Grade products. If you're in California, you can order Lake Grade on ease.com and one of our friendly drivers will bring it to you within the hour. That's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me on the show today. Uh, it was great to learn some parallels between uh, your, your background in the wine industry and where the future of cannabis might be going as we maybe see Humboldt-grown cannabis in the future or something like that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you again for being on the show and thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.